Next month, Anal Nothrock will release their 11th full-length in Darkenment via Metal Blade Records. Extremity has been Anal Nothrock's stock in trade for more than two decades, and with Indarkenment, they maintain their legacy of aural devastation. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash Nothrock. Once again, Indarkenment. Purchase your copy now. Metalblade.com slash Nothrock. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, 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 friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... My name <laughs> is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And I'm Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. That's J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N, sharp like a sharp knife. And make sure to follow our other co-host, Sylvia Alvarado, at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want to follow me, I am at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, returning to the show, we have Brett Campbell from Paul Bear. We are here to talk about their new record, Forgotten Days, guys. It is coming out October 23rd make sure you're pre-ordering it fantastic record but before we jump into our chat with brett let's talk a little bit about the metal sucks news what do you say kids news. who's dying news. who's fighting news. who's dying news, 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 news. who's racist news. who's raping news. who's rapping it's news <laughs> It's news. It's news. It's good questions. All right. Brandon went to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, not a good not, place. Not, not Metal Sucks news, but he, he, we, were, we were talking about this. He doesn't feel good because he had boysenberry beer. Boysenberry what, what, beer. That sounds disgusting. Okay. Well, for starters, like, I have Why did you order it? Because it was there. What, are you a cartoon and, bear? Who drinks boysenberry beer? Your boy did, <laughs> and it didn't work out so well. How many did you have? I had like three or four, but it was like... I, I haven't drank it forever, and yeah. like craft beers, like I don't, I don't usually do craft beers either. So it was like, oh man, and they now sit I so feel, heavy. Yeah, you know what? I bet it is since it's at not. I bet it's just uh, MGD mixed with jam. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like, mm. <laughs> what you got over there? All right, some, some put it through a blender. Blender, yeah. a blender. Okay, can I have a Coors Light mixed with peanut butter? Thank did you. you. Did yes. you have any? Was there stems or seeds in there? <laughs> yeah, this is crunchy beer. It was the squeeze boysenberry smuck. Squeeze. Get in there. Like, no Tastes seats. a little bit like peanut butter in here. Oh, we <laughs> oh, forgot to scrape the knife. But uh, I am not <laughs> feeling good. I feel miserable right now. Yeah, so. you, I don't understand how, I have been alive for 32 years. Every time I go to a public amusement park or any sort of carnival or anything, I eat the food and then... I feel, yeah, you feel garbage. And why have I not learned this lesson yet? Because you're there and you're just kind of like, oh, this looks fun, funnel cake. Well, and because then, you're walking around for eight hours and you got to eat something. But also, yeah. we're Your we're options old. are limited. We have a sensitive digestive system. That's what I'm saying, Pete. dude. Bro. It's like everything I was looking at, some of the shit that they were throwing, like uh, there was one, it was like tater tots with like melted cheese and then there's this, this Cheeto dust on top of it. It was like, dude, everything that is bad for you, they're just like, here, have at it. Put a smile on your face. You know, oh man. You're like, I'm going to put a smile on my face and a frown on my 
asshole. No shit, dude. Yeah, let me tell you something. The the bowl. I have to do took like, a beating. I the bet. bowl took a beating. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have to do uh, the business lunches all the time now. Mm-hmm. You know, all the time with people, and uh, I always order like the healthy thing, and they always talk shit to me. They're like, "Why the fuck are you ordering a salad for, man?" Do you say I'm thirty? And I'm like, "Because I'm I can't handle the, yeah, the yeah. barbecue bacon cheeseburger anymore, bro." You know, like, I, and so people always bring that up now, and I found that, I find that weird that. They're usually older than me uh, that around the table, but I guess they can just take the beating, man. I can't. I virtually those will. are also the kind of guys that have had diarrhea their whole life. Yeah, and they Diarrhea's... don't know if it's they don't know if it's <laughs> they don't know that's not normal. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. The last time they saw a whole turd, they were probably fourteen. <laughs> I <you> think <laughs> I think in college when I lived off Taco Bell and ramen, I think I did have diarrhea that entire five yeah. year span and was like whatever. We all yeah. did. We all had diarrhea yeah. from eighteen to twenty two. I mean, I. <laughs> I wiped I was till I svelte. That's what yeah. happens when you go for hams because it's the cheapest beer you yes. can get. Yes. <laughs> like, I wiped till I bled. It was horrible. Wipe till you bled. White, dude, because it was just like a mess. Yeah, it was yeah. horrible. Anyways, how did we get here? You Boys and there. there. I, I apologize to everyone. I don't like doing poo-poo talk. Well, because, That's disgusting to me. Because but Brandon. Brandon went to Knott's Berry Farms. Now, Brandon? Brandon. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> You've been gone so long you forgot his name. Dude. What's his nickname? You guys, not I, I forgot to take my I forgot to take my Zola off last night, so I had to take it this morning. So I'm a little fucked up on Zola oh, right yeah. now. Oh, wow, there's Jazzy. Just I was wondering why you were floating. It just she just kind of came into this place like Brandon. Hades, yeah, like Brandon. Hades from Hercules. You know, I like, was, it was just nothing but smoke on the bottom. I'm like, yeah, but I've never Should heard the cool? phrase. I'm a little fucked up on Zola. Right yeah, because it makes it can make you a little loopy. It can make right. you like a little bit. Oh, I believe like, sleepy. Yeah. I just never heard that before. Yeah, you're my first person I've hung out with fucked up on Zola. Yeah, well, what Jocelyn Jocelyn didn't tell you, she crushed it up and she just chopped it up on a mirror. Um, I don't do any other substances besides marijuana, so anything I take outside of that affects me deeply. And also, I crushed up the Zoloft and heated it up on a spoon and injected it into my eyes, like like a true grown. Injected it in my eyes. Yeah, well, she didn't want she didn't want us to like see the marks. Yeah, requiem for a dream too. Zoloft. (laughs) What'd you say? Requiem. 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 Not requiem. Requiem starring Bram Dinhan. <laughs> Bram Dinhan. Requiem? Requiem? <laughs> oh, Sorry, I'm a little fucked up on Paxil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Paxil. <laughs> hey, Pete, I'm going to go get some coffee. You want some requiem and sugar? <laughs> uh, I'm a little fucked up on Paxil. Oh, Brandon's wow. fucked up on Zantac. We're, oh, all, wow. we're all fucked up on these adult prescription meds. Oh, yeah, I, those those business lunches, guys. Eat healthy. Yeah, that's all. That's all we got right now. No boysenberry beer at Knott's Berry Farm. Eat healthy. So at the business uh, the, I guess the metal news this, this week is that we all have bad digestive systems. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, if you're if you're putting a piece of funnel cake between two pieces of bread, there's you're gonna end up like me right now, miserable. Dude, I, again, you, I just you just brought back like all these weird memories. Like when I was working night crew at a grocery store, the dudes would go to like Roberto's Taco Shop. I know the world doesn't know maybe exactly Roberto's what that is. Is, is like the greasiest. It's yummy when you're drunk. It's like the food to like knock you out yeah. or stuff like that in college. You know what I love is when a forty year old man uses the term yummy. Yummy. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so, yummy. Go. Yeah. All right. But he has toddlers. Kind yeah, of right. it's so yummy. I okay. know. <laughs> Swedish fish. You know yummy. Great? You ever heard Pete say he's like, I'm gonna. Sp-. He was like, I'll, I'll, I'll smack your butt. Like he'll say that to like grown men. No, it's because like, I'm, I, I'm an adult. Yeah. And- I don't say that to females. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> has a little bit different context. <laughs> there was one time. There was 
one time. Smack your butt. There, there was one time where there was this dude Joe. Pete, and, we're at the bank. There was this. <laughs> sorry. There was this dude Joe, and he's like a big conspiracy piece of shit. And uh, oh. this guy, no, he's a real scumbag. No offense, Joe. And uh, no, no, total offense, Joe. I, I hope you're hanging from a belt. My deal is, is like Joe, but so Pete is like talking about Joe, and I remember one time Joe said some stupid thing, and Pete's like, "Get, I'll smack your little butt, Joe." Like, it was like, like he was threatening him. He's like, "I'll smack your little butt," and I'm like, and I just That's remember stopping. So I'm like, funny. excuse me, because it was just like deeply programmed into you when yeah. you get really angry. Yeah, and this was before <laughs> Joe kids. stopped. And here's the thing, and it this worked. was before kids, wow. so it's not like I think we know what Pete was doing behind closed doors. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Stacking what, like re- reading the Book of Mormon? I he wasn't. Could, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so what, 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 where were we with the... We, we have Bramden done. We have Bramden. We, we, were, we got Racream. We're good with Yummy. <laughs> we're at Yummy. Yummy now. Right. Roberto. Which is all Roberto's. we're doing it to. Today, yes. so far, all we've done is just pick each other apart like Roberto's is, is the gross. It's like, it's not gross. It's Every, good. It's good Mexican food, but it's not exactly what you would go for. Like, you wouldn't get the whole family and go sit down and eat there. Yeah, it, it is. It will put you down. But I remember working night crew, uh, throwing freight, and the whole team would go get it at 4 a.m. And the guys would eat Roberto's. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know? And then they would all be dead on their aisles within like 25 minutes. Yeah. And then like there would there's like one employee bathroom, restroom, and they would be lining up trying to shit. And they would do it every night. <laughs> it didn't change the patterns like, all right, 4 a.m., let's eat some Roberto's. Diarrhea by 5.30. I live. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know the phrase for sloppy seconds after shitting in a toilet after someone has diarrhea. I don't know. That's like four guys deep. Sloppy splatters. Yeah. Diarrhea. First off, (laughs) sloppy seconds. For starter, you're talking about, you just compared sloppy. Sloppy (laughs) seconds is when you have sex with someone (laughs) after they just had sex with someone. That means you just got sloppy seconds. I thought sloppy seconds was a food thing. No, sloppy seconds was, what are you, where did you hear that? Okay, so sloppy seconds is what? Sloppy seconds wait, is wait, when... Wait, no, no, no. I want to know what you yes. think sloppy seconds Jocelyn is. is well aware of sloppy, sloppy seconds. Sloppy seconds yeah. is going to the buffet after the plate's been d- dismantled and they don't put a new plate out and then you go get like the secondary shit wait, that everybody time left out, behind. time Where out, time out, time out. Every you? time someone said sloppy seconds, that's what you that's thought what they you were talking? Thought? Yeah, like dirty so when food. Some, so when one of our friends were like, yeah, I just got his sloppy seconds, you thought he cleaned his plate? <laughs> Nobody ever said that to me. None of my friends said I just got sloppy You seconds. are in a frat. You definitely oh, yeah. heard that phrase. Yeah. I know you have heard that phrase. Yeah. I only played basketball there. I'm sure you did. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, <laughs> I'm sure somebody was like, they did a layup. They're like, hey, man, I heard Troy got Jimmy's sloppy seconds. And Pete's just like, oh, dude, I'm kind of hungry. You know? It's like when I was a hoe in my early 20s and I'd go hang out at the frat house and people would be like, I'd be like, I'm just hanging out there to play beer pong. Yeah. Okay. What's your definition of sloppy seconds? Again? Sloppy seconds mm-hmm. is when. It's not his definition. I this is the world's I definition. I don't read the Urban Dictionary. It's like not YouTube. on Urban Dictionary. We picked it up with context clues, yes. Pete, but I'm going to go. Ahead. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> Bring it. What do you got? Is when somebody has sex, like, let's just say somebody has sex with a, a, a chick, right? Mm-hmm. And then a guy comes along like right after that dude and bangs that chick. That's sloppy, sloppy seconds. seconds. He's, he's, he's or like, if your homeboy used to fuck a chick and she they break up and then you fuck your homeboy's ex, that's his sloppy yes. seconds. So in other words, if there was ever a situation... Yours is grosser than hers. Yeah, I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm not saying... His so, was more if, immediate. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and okay, fine. They First both off, count, though. You're pretending like I made it up. No. Like, I, like <laughs> you just... <laughs> 
I'm sorry that you're just getting educated to this for the very first time at age 40 that you're learning what <laughs> I sloppy still flabbergasted is. that he thinks it was a food. What? <laughs> you got to understand something, okay? I, Jaws, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a a, a a crazy person in a lot of regards. Like, you I better have, take the kind out of I, that sentence I, before I, I put your truth out here for everyone on the okay, internet. Thank okay? you. So I have I have problems. <laughs> So that's why I, that's why Pete's like my best friend because I liked I I kind of like try to model myself after Pete because he's always like just solid dude. Good. But oh my god, he, there is so much he doesn't know. And I like, said I, like three weeks ago to Sylvie and Brent, I go, look guys, I don't know what you're talking about because I'm not on the pulse of stupidity, and they looked at me like I was the meanest guy in the yeah, world. The pulse of stupidity. That's how he thinks. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, wait you're this, the one who doesn't know. You're the stupid yeah, one. You're the stupid one. <laughs> you're stupid because you know things. <laughs> I'm not on the poll. Well, knowing that, though, isn't exactly okay. the post. I, I okay. just want to point out. Text Sarah and <laughs> ask her what sloppy seconds is. is. Yes. Te- text your wife. wife. Text your wife okay, right I'm now. And I just want to see if this if if we're the only one. I got. I have to know. I just want to point out that we just said like 18 words in a row at the same exact time. <laughs> yes. It's because there was, there was such an outrage on both of us. We're just like, how dare you not know this? <laughs> I wrote, baby, what does sloppy seconds mean? <laughs> yes. She's going to know. I guarantee, I guarantee she's going to know. Gonna because know. she's an adult who's had conversations with, with other adu- adults. Adu- other adults, yes. <laughs> and Pete, on the other hand, it's kind of like, you know. Okay. Oh, she's, I see the three little dots. Okay, here she we go. She sees the dots. Go, the go, go, go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's Tell her she- right now. Tell her right now you didn't know what it means and we're making fun of you. I'm live on the podcast. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Your guys' definitions, I've heard that before. I don't know why I didn't put the phrases together. So, Okay. Uh, because you're Pete. And, 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 and it's the, 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 the word is phrase, not phrases. Phrases. <laughs> I've heard Jocelyn's play. version of sloppy seconds where it's like, hey, you're banging your friend's sloppy second. I, I got it now. Now it's your situation in. where it's like, Going after someone right after they had sex with someone. Anyways, back to the toilet. <laughs> okay. What's the fourth diarrhea on a toilet? Sloppy. F- fourth diarrhea? Mm-hmm. It's quattro pupo. Quattro? She said sex Poopo. with someone right after they had sex with someone else. Wow. There you go. Wow. 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 Right on. Well, wow. So is your wife on the pulse of stupidity? Yeah. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote, thank you. You're on the pulse of stupidity. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> no, you did not. You're full of shit. You ass. Oh, God, I'm so hungover. Uh, I'm, so, right. I'm having like, this is the best hangover. I'm going to tell you right now. You're this welcome. Is, this is the way I want to spend it. I want you guys to, to give me a name for guys that would work on night crew and go use a public toilet four guys deep every day of diarrhea and be okay with it. I want a name. I Jesus, want- that is so long. It is, like, <laughs> it is too many people. After the second guy had diarrhea... I would use a different bathroom. I would walk to the um, the store on the side because uh, if I had to use the restroom, not to urinate because they have a, uh, what's it called? The guy thing where they stand up and pee in? The urinal? They, they had that one. So I would use that. But I'm talking about the toilet. Uh, I mean, I think it would technically it'd be called a fecal fourth. Yes. Mm, oh, fecal fourth. I like that one. I like that. <laughs> yes. I'm so mm. grossed out. It's a pee-pee palace. <laughs> you know when we don't talk about the Metal Sucks news that I have queued up and we go here? That's your fault. It's you, totally my fault because I brought up Knott's Berry Farm. You, you, you did. You did. But I always lose. You I do. need to stay on script. You do. I need it. Everybody out there, I'm going to get emails about, like, you're but a fucking I, moron, dude. I, yeah. I can already feel it coming in. Because I can feel everyone in. in the world is going to know what sloppy seconds is, yes. except for you. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world. 
please email us if you did not know what sloppy seconds was until this moment, but I 100% doubt we're not going to get an mm-hmm. email. Rise to offend at gmail. Susie and los dos. What is that? It's like dirty seconds. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> sa- it actually sounded like a good metal Basuras band. Las yeah. Dos. Yeah. Basuras. Sounds that's, like a Brujeria song trash. I want to hear. Too trash is what I said. <laughs> too trash. It's like two chains. Two chains. So anyways, yeah, that, that was the memory. Dude, I don't know where we went, what we did. You're the only one hungover. Yeah. Me and Jaws just miss each other. Listen, we just really, yeah. we, we just miss each other and we that's like all. to hang out. That's and that's it all. Is. It feels yeah. good. It I does. I feel it, like I'm getting, this is like actually uh, making me less dehydrated. <laughs> makes you feel good. <laughs> it makes me less dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of you. Right, yeah. Is all it right. because we're talking about poop and you're getting flooded in your mouth because you're about to vomit? Mm. <laughs> Deftones frontman says, you shouldn't be ashamed of liking new metal. That's this, Chino Moreno from the Deftones is, saying, don't be ashamed if you like Freak on a Leash. This makes me laugh because this, to me, feels like it's the end of a long argument between him and a friend. Yes. <laughs> who, like, caught him with, like, Linkin Park's greatest hits or something. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks in and he's like, yeah, yeah. Shut up when you're talking to me. And he's like, what are you doing? It's not what it looks like. Shut up. Don't knock. You shouldn't be ashamed. This is nothing to be ashamed of. I'm human. All humans listen to new metal. Yeah, exactly. What's the problem, bro? Uh, put your pants on. That's <laughs> Now, little Billy. Everything you every- say to me. <laughs> everybody listens to new metal but it's something we do in private yes in the privacy of our bedrooms that's what it is youtube it's- has a counter on uh, one step closer by lincoln park it's probably at a billion yeah but do- nobody talks about listening to it nookie probably over millions right nobody talks about nobody it everybody knows the words everybody knows the words oh they know the words oh, brandon, brandon, will, don't brandon can't that. wait to say the words <laughs> brandon, every time we bring up lincoln park he does the the no joke. no it's not that's lincoln, lincoln park biscuit, lincoln biscuit. Whatever. Biscuit. <laughs> I'm not on the pulse of so stupid. <laughs> Take that cooking shit up your ear. Pete, Pete doesn't, Pete doesn't, uh, uh, isn't ashamed of listening to new metal because he doesn't listen to new metal. Oh, no, but here's the thing about new metal. All right. I will give it all the credit it's due. It, it was the last real generation Revolution of, of hard rock and metal that was mainstream. Yeah. I it mean, was. it really was. You're I mean, right. still is. I mean, we can go to the new wave American heavy metal. It was on the cusp of mainstream, but it never really took over. But like, yeah, Link, yeah, still is. Lincoln Park is. is in the Lincoln Transformers Park. movies forever. Done. The Deftones. Uh, Every he, time I see Optimus Prime, I think I've become so numb. <laughs> you know. The, that, I mean, stop. I can't <laughs> help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. You're the only person. You said I'm the only person that doesn't know what. No, you're the only person All that right, says what Josh, I think of Lincoln Park. I think turning, of Optimus we're Prime. We're turning the rage towards you. <laughs> You just said, come what at me, boys. That? You just said that. That is a personalized experience that because, nobody else did. Yes, because that, well, it's the wrong song, but at the end of the Transformers movie, it just all of a sudden starts playing a Linkin Park yeah, song yeah. for no reason. Is there any worse movies? I, I remember at the movies. end of, of uh, the Transformers, dude, I got to tell you, man, like those are huge. And I mean, I don't want to like shit on people's taste, but those were so bad. The first bad one movies. Bad was movies. palatable. The third one, we one time we sat and had a fun party where we all got high and we just watched the third one and made fun of it because it, it literally, if you watch that, watch the third Transformers for five minutes and tell me it seems like anybody wrote a script before they showed up for work. Right. It does not like. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like they got I, I, I ICP to write it. It's very. I it, would enjoy Transformers on Zoloft as well, Josh. So <laughs> that's I'll, very I'll, true. 
let's not forget. You know what? This makes all the sense <laughs> in the world. Why you why you always tell us that you love bad movies? You're Have like, you seen those so Bloomhouse movies, like, Pete? They're the best yeah, horror the movies best. ever. I love them. And I'm like, are oh, they? Oh, I didn't realize Zoloft was kept. Are was they? Bad. Yeah, and drugs. I do a lot of drugs What's too. Part of this equation. <laughs> didn't realize Truth or Dare was right next to The Exorcist, Jaws. Oh, it's on the same level. Yeah, I'm over right. here. It's on the same level. I smoke a ton of weed. I never say shit like that. I smoke a ton of weed, but I smoke a ton of weed, but I think I got to start doing the Zoloft thing so I can start <laughs> liking movies again. <laughs> this negative Brandon isn't doing it. I want to love this I just, shit. I think it's weird to like, why all of a sudden is he bringing up that it's okay to oh, like... Th- oh, well, I'm going to... I'll read what he said. All right. Via the article on Metalsucks.net. This is from Chino himself. I think they probably always did look down on it. He's talking about new metal. Uh, they always felt guilty about listening to certain things. I don't think it's us so much, but definitely Limp, limp biscuit and shit like that. I think motherfuckers were embarrassed for that shit back then, too. You can't deny it. It's fucking stupidly good, some of it. But they knew back then that it was stupid. I mean, listen to the words. It's stupid. So it's not like in retrospect, they're like, I can't believe I listened to that. It's like, no, when you listened to it then, you knew it was dumb, but you liked it. And that's okay. No one should be embarrassed by shit they like that's dumb. It wasn't any smarter back then. Well, let me tell you Do you, you know something. who should be ashamed? The person who bought an album titled The Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water yes. and took it seriously. Yeah, exactly. That's who should be ashamed. Well, guys, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now. When it How many funerals? There do you was, think uh, <laughs> someone played rolling at? Right, yeah. How many funerals were like, I with got a, you, Jimmy. With a, with a picture montage. <laughs> he died from Jankum. Jankum. Just the priest bows his head and you hear, just throw your hands up. <laughs> Keep rolling, rolling, Everybody's rolling. Everybody's <laughs> looking for the undertaker to drive up and get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're walking him out with the pallbearers. Just say, keep rolling, 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 rolling. The priest has no pallbearer jokes on the pallbearer interview episode. Brandon, got it. Sorry, stupid. There's no um, puns. Look, oh my! I, I'm just gonna say this, dude. Like when it can't look, we. I was never I, ashamed. I was never. I. I there was a no. minute where I like new metal, and again, I, I will say to this this still, day, still uh, like the first Limp Biscuit record, not a bad record. Bought the first Nickelback the album. Come for me. I don't everyone, care. But everyone after that first was terrible, you know, and that's why it was so funny. But I will say this though, it, it, it just. It, I'm not gonna say it was all stupid. I remember one time I was probably 21. Uh, I was going through so like, like a, forty uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was, but this is serious. like I was, I was like at a real dark place, and I just remember, you know, listening to a record, and then I just heard, you know, take that cookie and stick it up your ass. No, and I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew this is where it was going. I was waiting for it. I, was, I wasn't even a teenager, and I heard all day I dream about sex. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Oh, right. dumb so, as shit. I was in middle school, and I had a choreographed so dance to Limp Bizkit's Rollin'. So if oh, you want to compare yeah. things to be shameful to. Will, if, you, will you do it at my funeral? Do? No. I will do it at your funeral, Pete. Yeah. If you put it in your will, I will put the whole choreographed dance to rolling. I love no. the part where he's like, yeah, get back. What you going to do now? Keep rolling. And my, I would make my friends learn it so we could do it at the roller skating rink together. Oh. <laughs> Listen. Hey, man, the I'm going to take, popular, your, I'm gonna take uh, a chainsaw uh, and rub your ass raw. Yeah, the fact <laughs> you'll do this at the rolling rink, but the most popular, look, look, the most popular music in the world, it speaks... It, to all languages, it's all stupid and dumb. Yeah. Yes, every huge, amazing, like the intelligence isn't isn't going to be there because it's speaking to people that don't even speak English. Something like Roland, something like New Metal did that. 
Now, obviously, you know, metal has grown, got technical, I think a lot more artistic in a lot of ways. There's still dumb shit out there, but the point is, is that that's why it's not mainstream, really. Right. You know, uh, anymore. But that was the last bastion of, you go back... Mm. Yeah, but you could also mm. argue bands like that are huge right now that are getting young kids into metal, like Ice Nine Kills, wouldn't exist if it wasn't for new metal. I'm, uh, you know, yeah, it's like again, the, like their 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 popularity isn't even anywhere on, on close. A radar, yeah, or like I, I, know, I know people. They're know only they popular are, to but, me because mm-hmm. I'm in the scene. Yeah, there's no TRL. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, what I'm that's saying. true. Like, keep in mind, back in the day, you had TRL. Hey, so, I, I had mean, Fuse. Don't put me in well, your your age bracket. Well, I was a Fuse kid. Do you guys remember that channel? This is a, a story. Do you remember that channel where you? Uh, it was like a you paid. I think it was called the box. The box, and you pay for a video. Yes, the oh, box. No? Yes. Yeah, I swear it was like yeah. a channel, and it was like three bucks for a. Yeah, and it video was it, it wasn't ca- it was a uh, it was basic it was it wasn't basic it, it wasn't cable it was just like uh, some some random like a pay per view but for a music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember paying for Drag the Waters by Pantera. Was it Drag the Waters? Yeah, I think it was. I remember paying for Marilyn Manson, Beautiful People. First time I saw that record, that 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 video, video, I was like, I have to see that all, again. I want to see that again and again yeah. and again. That shit blew my mind. I, I, and I remember watching the Drag the Water videos. I'm like, I want my money back. My mom's gonna yell at me for this. That's yeah. <laughs> a horrible video. It's like black and white. They're just like all over each other. <laughs> like, yeah. so, I just remember I'm like, I'm not gonna buy no more videos. You hear that, box. young kids? Be grateful for your internet and YouTube. You yeah. used to have to pay three dollars and then explain it to your mom. Yeah. Oh. She was. She, I don't think. She, I don't think she got me on that one. Now I think about it. But dude, there was a couple. Uh, like I would. I would order some pay per view movies and try to sneak it under the radar. And I would record it on VHS tape. And then when she yelled at me, be like, "Yeah, but I own it now." That didn't work. That didn't work. That makes it better. Really? Yeah. Oh, so now Mama can watch it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we watch it together. Yeah, like, watch it together well, as a family. I, would, I, I do that. Kids do that. They'll be like, "No, I did it for us." You yeah. know, it's like, "No, you did, motherfucker." Yeah. yeah. You didn't do nothing for us. You What's stole the last, my money. When's the last time Briscoe did it? Did something like wrong, but he made it out like he was doing it for you. Uh, and you he, knew he was doing it for himself. He's not at that age yet, okay. really. Four. He hasn't done that. I can't wait. I want ten-year-old Briscoe. I want. I want ten-year-old Briscoe. I want. I can't wait for the stories of like debauchery and trouble because that's that, that's when. That's I don't what, think he's gonna be that. I don't. I'm not saying bad. Way I'm not saying bad. Pete. You're a great you were a great kid but you you participated in debauchery there's trouble yeah, but at he's, 10 but you you yeah. almost burned down a fucking oh I, I grew up in an apartment complex there was a lot of debauchery. now that you think about it jesus there was a lot yes yeah, we that's did a lot what, of bad dude, because we're kids dude that's what happened kids yeah, I didn't I was a normal Now granted I, w- I want to know this though I Our spent the night in a be- boat cuz uh, there was a rottweiler out there when I broke into a boatyard oh wow yeah, we were, I was like 11 years old you spent the night well I got out eventually cuz oh. uh my, my friends went and got my brother and then my brother Sort of took a steak and got the dog's attention. <laughs> like a Looney Tune cartoon. He, he, had, he had like a no. fishing pole with a steak on it. He's like, eh. Bro, he had a six pack of soda. He would shake it up and then slam it on the ground. And it would blow up and the dogs would get scared. Or like a, and it would just spin, oh, spin around, yeah. And then they would get scared, and then it ran up, and they pulled me up the wall. That's no. like some, that's like some gorilla tactics. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I swear to God, that's how I got. That out was there. a horrible idea. Yeah. I know, like but that's thing. that's what he did. They were sitting on the wall because the boatyard was against the apartment complex, and then there was there was a barbed wire on the top of it, so you couldn't go over there. So they were sitting on the wall in front of the barbed wire. I- and so we He's put. A, oh, I never got in trouble. Are you kidding? <laughs> you fucking breaking and entering? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, we me, all did it. It was me and this it. other kid named Pee Wee, right? And so me and Pee Wee, we got uh-huh. down, and then we the, the the dog came around the corner, and we just ran and jumped on a boat, and then the dog was just barking at us, and it was like I don't know, it was closed. It was a Sunday or something. So 
My brother went and got soda, shook him up, and he would slam him. Dogs would be like, and then they kind of bark and try to bite the soda. So he threw one really far. It hit the ground, and then the dog bolted, and then we ran, and then we hopped up the How little... How close were you when the dog... Did the dog run up? Like, was he almost, did he almost get you? The way it was is it was, it was a block wall, and then, like, it was, like, three tiers of a block wall. So it was, like, kind of yeah. like you had four courses, and then planter, then four courses, then a planter, and then... We had the area where it had the barbed wire right behind mm-hmm. the, the wall that was attached to the apartment complex. So we got to the second planter, and the dog didn't jump on the first planter. But in my mind, I'm like, dude, he probably could have. Yeah. He didn't. Oh, yeah. He didn't come back in time though, because we jumped on the planter and then we we rolled over. Whew. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. That, so I did stupid shit. That's what I'm saying. The kids yeah. do that. You know what I mean? And the thing is, oh, it's like it, I was a really good kid, and I still did stupid shit. Yeah, my brother beat up some kid's dad because I beat up his son. It was pretty awesome. We had a lot of stories in the apartment. That's what I'm college. saying, dude. Yeah. I had a, I had a ton. I grew up I mean? in the country, and, and I still I have a ton ha- of stories. Yeah. And I didn't even have a lot of friends. But is that debauchery? Yes. No. I, I thought I, I was okay, just curious. That's normal. Kid. I didn't, I didn't, that's I didn't vandalize kitchen. the boat. Debauchery would be like those ten year old kids that are out fucking and drinking. That's debauchery. Is to that me. really debauchery? See, debauchery to me is just kind of like, yeah, let's go out there and fucking. I think that's like. What is that called? Like uh, mischievousness. Oh, okay. Mischievousness. Yeah, curiosity. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Everybody has different definitions. All sloppy right, seconds, Whatever. buffet, sloppy no, seconds, no, banging your friend's girl right out. Right. Exactly. Let's no. do it. Don't um, you agree with him? <laughs> Don't let him get away with that. Oh, what was the word? Uh, uh, recream. 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 Recream for a dream. Recream. All right, guys. I'll be, I'll be your fecal fourth. Let's recream get to the for, Recream for a dream is when you have a wet dream, but you come twice. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? Recream. Recream for a dream. My, I had a recream. My, my favorite actor is Steve Recream. Steve Recream. <laughs> a million dollar man. <laughs> million dollar man. Steve Recream. Oh. Uh, you guys missed us, didn't you? We missed you. Oh. We did. Well, I guess uh, let's like, yeah, there's really no smooth transition. <laughs> we're, we're done. We killed it. To the interview. But we we're it. doing it now. But what regardless. we are saying is don't be ashamed of new metal. No. Learn, don't be ashamed of anything. Learn what sloppy seconds I is. I mean, music wise that you like. Don't be ashamed of anything. No, don't Please. be ashamed of anything. I like a lot of trash. And if you're ever ashamed, just remember me because I listen to garbage. There you go. <laughs> that band's good, though. People consider when you them think really trash. Good. I hate you. When don't you, think you <laughs> bring that dad joke around guys, here. <laughs> guys, when you think trash, you think Jaws, okay? Just remember that. <laughs> Yes. When I think trash, I when think you of open the... up a big smelly trash can with a rotten potato peel on the top, you just think me. You go, <laughs> Jocelyn. <laughs> well, I think it's what a queen. When I think of trash, guys, <laughs> I think of Lene Quigley from Return of the Living Dead dancing naked on the. Uh, oh. Yeah, that her name was Trash. Yes. And as a kid, like when I saw that movie really early on, probably around ten, debauchery, and I was just like, I remember, mm. I was like, I went, I went up to him, like my dad, I'm like, dude, I just want a girl like Trash. <laughs> I just fucking wow! I just want a girl. I just want a girl like trash. I just, I just like, wanted Selma Hayek from yeah. from Dust oh, Till Dawn. That's all I wanted God, when I was. A kid. Can I just meet trash one day, Dad? Oh, <laughs> you know, like, can I just meet a hot Latina vampire? Yeah. What was the let whole, me suck on her toes, dude? You watch those. You watch those Robert Rodriguez sex sex scenes, and I'm like, I think you're in the wrong style of movies. It's like Jesus. That, well, first of all, the, Qu- Red the, Shoe Quentin Diaries. Ta- the Quentin Tarantino and Selma Hayek scene was all Quentin's idea. <sighs> Let's not pretend. I wouldn't. Like he wasn't like I have a great idea. And right Robert yeah, put your foot in my mouth. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez's sex scenes are horrible. They're really if you bad. think about Desperado, the cuts were all over the place. I'm like, is that a nipple or a knee? It was horrible. Uh, yeah, you it had, was a nipple. You had Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek having sex. You should have been in 
in there slow. Let's sensual. Let's, let's just some, do this. Let's right. see some balls. It's like his style. Of, it was like a music video of yes, sex scenes. It's, it's like horrible. it's like when they make fun of '90s sex scenes. Yes. You know, like in comedies when they show like the satin and the music. I, yeah, it's, it's like, like you know, it, you'll hear that yeah. one song from a Lost Boys. Thou shalt not kill. <laughs> and it's it's stupid. <laughs> Guys, I got to get to the interview. Get to the interview. I got to. Do you this. could have done it a long well, time long ago. A long time ago. Recream. <laughs> and here is my interview, guys. It's going to change because uh, we 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 are very. It's a solemn talk. It's a good talk. I really enjoy it. Here's my interview, guys, with uh, Brett Campbell from Paul Bear. <laughs> Everybody, what's going on? It's Petter Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Brett Campbell from Paul Bear. We are here to talk about. Their new record, Forgotten Days. It's coming out October 23rd. Now, you stated that you didn't want to mess too much with the songs on this record because you wanted to capture that initial spark. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, you know, well, just uh, sometimes like that initial idea, whenever you're just first writing a song, like wherever that like inspiration comes from, like the more you, the more you like, edit and re-edit and like change the songs over time, uh, you can kind of lose that, that energy, that initial feeling. So yeah, I mean, and some songs actually need that. Sometimes you you need to work on them for a long time. But for these, like during the writing process, the songs that we ended up liking the most early on while we were writing were just the ones that kind of captured that like raw vi- like visceral sensation you know and so we tried not to like add too many unnecessary sections or whatever like you know heartless was very very composed very like intricate and you know we we got really deep on the like the instrumental and like comp complex aspects of the songs on that album and uh you know we were all really happy with that too but you know we kind of felt like for this one we were more excited about having maybe more like a direct approach so yeah we we tried to just like leave things leave the songs as they were and their like initial versions as much as possible and that's that's really interesting to me because when I, I've just been from my world to I've been watching a lot of the '70s bands like the DVDs, the live stuff that's going on. I've been on a rainbow kick all Sweet. summer, to be honest with you. And and you know um, the Dio era. Let me just tell yeah. everybody only the four records. That's all I really <laughs> listen to. I'm just being honest. I'm sure the other stuff's great, but the uh, the Dio era stuff is really where I've been at. And a lot of the bands that I've been going down the rabbit hole of just wanting to hear the live versions. A lot of the songs, because I think they have that initial spark, they'll they'll make it a 16-minute live track, you know, in yeah. a concert. Um, and a lot of these songs, you know, Silver Wings, I think, is, is kind of the centerpiece. It's a little different. But a lot of these songs, I feel, have that same energy where you can play a lot with them live when you guys are performing them, where I feel like, as a listener, Heartless, you got to kind of play it right on key. Is there any yes. truth to that kind of thought process that I got? Uh yeah sure I, the the songs were very like calculated to be like live songs because I mean we have three albums up before Forgotten Days we have three albums of pretty much like mostly long songs 
So, you know, once you have that much material of mostly lengthy songs, it gets harder to, like, make set lists, you know, because there's only so so much time in a show, and you want to play, like, songs that... you got to play the songs that you know most everybody wants to hear, and we there's songs that we want to play, and you want to have a, like, kind of nice, diverse set list, or at least that's what we try to do. So we're like, shit we should probably write a few shorter songs anyway so we can have like fit them fit them into a live set and still have time to play everything else and it was also just kind of a challenge to write interesting shorter songs because at this point like it's like the long epic tracks are just kind of like that's our wheelhouse that's kind of what we are you know we have a lot of experience doing that sort of thing so to try to make an interesting Paul Bearer song that's like a little on the shorter end of things uh, was actually kind of like harder than it would be to write like a long epic song. So it's kind of interesting because you'd think it would be easier, <laughs> but you know we we always try to approach our sound from album to album at like different angles, and so on this one we were trying to you know go straight like just like straight for the chest, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good point though. I remember seeing Opeth live so many times, 10, 15 years ago and, and they had 30 minute sets and it's like, what'd they play? Two songs, three songs. That's it. <laughs> it was great though. Yeah. You're like, all right, a ghost reveries just came in. I'm excited. What am I going to get? One song. That's all you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause dude, they got to play the other two, right? That's, that's the hits. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and then yes, as the years go by with the band, just like you know, Opa, something like that. Yeah, you see them now. There's like oh, 14 songs got thrown into that mix, you know, because yeah. they've changed in time. And that is um, probably, I would think, it's a lot more interesting for you guys um, performing live as well to be able to play a lot more songs than than kind of the short three song set with the longer stuff. I would think, but again, yeah, I mean, like uh, we still like playing all of our songs, but you know, we've played foreigner at like every show we've ever played <laughs> and we've played you know like a lot of those songs are we've been playing for over 10 years and have played and there's only five songs on the first album we've played them all live like fucking hundreds of times so they're still they're still really fun to play but obviously and i'm sure like the crowd likes to hear that stuff but you know as as musicians it's kind of more fun to play the newer stuff mm just because it's new so um you know we're trying to trying to keep ourselves entertained which is ironic because like <laughs> who knows when the next time we're gonna play live is now yeah we're that's all these songs to play live it's like shit man. that's a conversation that we we probably you know are, i guess I, I guess us talking about it would just be another two dudes guessing <laughs> right, you know? yeah, like you know so it's like yeah we can I'm excited to hear these live. That's for damn sure. But yeah, as far as the time frame goes, knock on wood, I'll be around. I got I got years yeah. left. So Oops, I hope a knock on wood. Like I said, I, I got a desk in front of me. Luckily, <laughs> yeah, a wood desk, people. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, dude. One thing because you you brought up um, sorrow and extinction, and thematically, the record, this new record, Forgotten Days, does have a lot of ties to that record, uh, sorrow and extinction. Now, tell us about the growth of these themes that you guys kind of do on both records 10 years later well the from uh like the songs that joe wrote like his lyrics are tied like directly to kind of 
maybe if not specifically the the lyrics of sorrow and extinction but like the the circumstances of our lives when we when we formed the band and like the time leading up to recording the first album because uh his mom was like dying of cancer well when we started the band and so a lot of those you know very difficult it's very difficult times and a lot of those like feelings were put into those into those songs and uh so uh, what joe is you know talked what we've all kind of discussed was uh, what as far as i understand his uh he kind of felt like after all this time has passed he never really had like come to terms with or really examined a lot of the ways that that experience had like shaped him as a person and how he in positive and negative ways. And I guess he mostly was kind of focusing on how he, the ways he kind of dealt with it and negative, like, you know, just kind of obliterating your, like obliterating himself with like alcohol and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, he never really examined the effect that his mother's death had had on him. So I guess he felt when we were writing the stuff that he was ready to do that. And so, um, so that's like, you know, that's a direct threat to the kind of, uh, the genesis of the band. And so, yeah. Now memory is a big aspect on, on this record. Um, you're mm-hmm. de- you're dealing with some stuff that is tied to that. I don't know if you want to talk about it directly, which is fine. Um, but memory, I did recently read a book about it. And w- what are your thoughts on on the concept of memory now that you're uh, kind of being in this cer- certain spot in your life? Well, you know, like uh, it's it's interesting that we all kind of were feeling, uh, or at least Joe and I were kind of looking at the past. Well you know, conceptualizing songs. Um, you know, the, some of those themes just kind of came naturally because, um, we kind of had for the first time in a very long time, like an extended break from touring and just doing like all Paul Bearer all the time, you know, being on the road for basically years on end. And we actually did have time to kind of, reflect on our lives and look back and, you know, uh, sort of like semi-recent changes in my life have led it to be like way less chaotic than it has been since forever. So it kind of offered a, an opportunity to sort of like look at how things have changed and, you know, we're all, we've been doing this since we started the band in 2008. So, and shit, Devin wasn't even like, I think Devin was like 18 or 19, 19, something like that. When he joined the band, we were all pretty young. Like, and so I've gone through my entire twenties and into my thirties since being in Paul bear. So a lot has changed in my life. So, um, you know, kind of like reexamining the past and like how things feel when it's happening and how things seem as you get older like and how your perspective changes was kind of an interesting you know thing to ruminate on and not to mention like my uh one of the like forgotten days the song was 
uh, kind of inspired by like my my grandmother is has like advanced Alzheimer's now, so she's like ninety years old, and so watching her like as her like life and you know her history is like slipped slipped away from her gradually over you know several years. It's like it's really terrifying and just incredibly sad at the same time so you know the idea that we you know are looking at our own past and able to examine the circumstances that have led us to become the people that we are and how the world's changed around us and how we've changed where what she's dealing with is she's lived a a long life and is having the ability to look back at herself and her life slip away. And it's just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's kind of mind boggling, honestly. Terrifying. Yeah, that's no, that's that, that circumstance is extremely uh, terrifying. I think a lot of us would know that for, I mean, would agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of us fear down the road is, is not to be able to have that, that same mental strength that we have right now Mm -hmm. um you know and uh we take it for granted like i think many things when it comes to health let's just say in general um yeah as we're living our life and that's the thing about memory with a lot of people is that i'm I'm learning the more you think about a specific memory they they're saying in this one book i read um the less accurate it is because every Mm -hmm. time you think about it you change a detail and you're not even aware Mm -hmm. of it and um and then those details eventually 50% of them will be fiction and then so the the essence of living in the present it, it seems almost impossible without having some sort of memory of what you did you know in the past but yet we're all striving to kind of feel like hey i'm just living right now in the present no i feel i, I think what you're saying is really really valid like you know looking at the past can be really unhealthy mm-hmm. like being overly concerned with things that can't change and like you know feeling like you aren't the person you used to be or looking at who you used to be and not liking that person and or just anything like that dwelling on things that are in the past and can't be changed is an extremely unhealthy thing to do but it's also important to examine the you know those things in order to you know, like say, if you looked at yourself five years ago or five minutes ago and decide that that person sucks, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to be able to recognize that, but you shouldn't, you know, let that determine who you are now or the way that you're going to interact with the world now. So, like, you should live, who you should focus on who you are now and what you are trying to accomplish and who you want to be as a person. And, you know, try to learn the lessons, learn lessons from the mistakes that you've made, but don't let those like eat you up and prevent you from, from doing something more positive now or in the future. And, uh, you know, cause it's still possible to basically be whoever you want if you, if you focus hard enough. Absolutely. Yeah. The insecurities that we have growing up, I always call it like people individualize it, but I, I always consider it a collective insecurity. I think we all have them, you know, um, oh, yeah. they're a little different and we react a little differently in different circumstances, I guess, you know, so, 
Um, everybody's story is unique for sure, but the I can look back on anybody that made a mistake that I understand and be like, oh yeah, I had that insecurity. I did something to change it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then as we grow, you know, as as everybody out there grows, people in your life that don't change or or try to get rid of that insecurity that holds them back, they slowly go away, you know, as yeah. you um, evolve as a person and. And um, the sad thing that I realize is that it, it kind of goes back to the record here is that you're usually eventually evolving from all but your family, you know, or those you consider your family at a certain age. Mm-hmm. And uh, the record has a lot to do with family and the, th- mm-hmm. the, the concept behind that. Um, how important do you feel that is today to you opposed to 10 or 15 years ago? Oh, it's, I mean, it's extremely important to me. I've got a like pretty... I mean, everybody's relationships with, you know, their family is like always kind of complicated, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close with my family and I consider them, you know, pretty important parts of my life. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, they've always been pretty supportive of me and, you know, without them, I wouldn't have had the, you know, as many opportunities to, do what I do, you know, or at least it would have taken a very different path to get there. So, you know, I appreciate my family and I'm still, you know, they're a very important part of my life. Yes. And, and I think I, to me, I feel like I, I forgot that for a while, you know, I'm just being honest, but, uh, man, that's my regret. You know, I felt like, ah, I felt alone, but man, I was never alone. They always had my back, you know, for like early on in my life. And I was like, man, I don't, mm-hmm. that, that disconnect that I'm sure a lot of people relate to. That's where I, there's nobody, there's nobody that, I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but there's nobody that's going to, um, make you love yourself more than your family, I guess. Cause we can't love anybody else till we love ourselves. It's something we learn. Um, yeah. And that's and that's something I just hope people understand the importance of that and don't push it away over dumb things like political or whatever agendas people have. Um, that's that's just something that I really, I really think people will focus on. Now to segue over a little bit back to the record. Sorry about that. I kind of went off on a little thing. All right. <laughs> um, this is the first time that you guys worked with uh, producer Randall Dunn. Now, uh, tell me how that relationship came together. Because in the past, you guys produced uh, a few of your records completely, right? Yeah, uh, we've like in terms of like the production aspect, we've like produced kind of all of them. Like uh, Billy Anderson did our second album, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was kind of just like engineering more so than like producing i guess like he didn't really have uh a whole lot of like input on like ways to arrange or anything like that to his own chagrin i'm sure he would <laughs> we made him do some fucked up stuff isn't like so much, too many guitar layers and like we had all these like grand ideas of how we wanted to produce the album and the poor guy was like going along with us and just ended up having to do some really ridiculous stuff uh, he did uh, cattle decapitation records, man. He's 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 had a yeah. layer stuff. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Billy Anderson's fine. <laughs> yeah, he he had. I mean, the whole thing was fun. It was yeah. a blast working with Billy. He's a funny dude too. Cool. Um, but uh, Randall like kind of for the first time like handled a lot more of the just like production aspect. Um, in the past, for literally everything else we've ever done, we would 
you know, go in ourselves and like have long chains of like effects and fuzzes and stuff and just like dial in guitar sounds for fucking ever and layers and layers of different like things. So, you know, that just came from what we heard in our head and wanted to put it down like sonically as a record and like how like the way to get there was completely on our own roadmap but um randall pretty much handled that himself for the most part on this one like because we've we've worked sort of together in the past like he mixed uh dropout like a single of ours from a couple years ago and uh he's he did a short run with us live like he's mixed did like live sound for us for kind of a short little jaunt um and so during that he he was like uh we really hit it off and kind of had like similar approaches to how we record and like the the kind of methodology behind getting the kind of sounds that we do and so you know i was like well shit this is great it's a dude who his own normal method is kind of like how we approach recording so we won't have to like that will cut a step out of the production process he already knows and likes to work in the same way that we do so we won't have to like try to describe what we want to him because that's just what he does so that was pretty nice and he's you know a real like he likes kind of nasty sounding like organic sounds so we knew that he would come up with like he would approach things in a like kind of dirtier sort of way like um because we wanted to kind of capture like a live feel to everything and uh so like some of his some of his production ideas like lended itself to that live feeling like for example um for everything else we've ever done we do like scratch tracks and then just play every instrument to the drum tracks. But on this one, like Joe and Mark played, the, we all played together, but we recorded the drums and bass. So it, the, the scratch take was like, there was no scratch bass. It was the final bass part. So the bass and drums were recorded together. And so you get that natural kind of, push and pull that a rhythm section gets is kind of hard to capture when you're overdubbing bass on a drum track that's already there, you know? And then, uh, the rhythm guitar, like the, the main, like primary rhythm guitar sounds were Devin and I playing together over those points. So all the rhythm parts were just as, as close to live as we could get them. So it does sound more like, what we sound like when we play together like live there is that um element that you were talking about and kind of it's it like i said there's just rock it's just a rock and roll kind of element um yeah i feel i feel um vocally and everything kind of production wise a little more um still every one of your records to me are completely different like they all sound different and this sounds different than heartless and and uh foundations and all that so but this one like i said if i if i had a say this is a rock a Paul Bear rock and roll record this would be the one I think out of the catalog right now um, totally 
But um, one thing I did always want to, that I love about you guys is that you guys do take a lot of effort um, in the packaging. Like when we talk about Heartless, the CD packaging at least, there was like a matte finish. You had this great artwork um, by uh, Mark, is it Lyerly? His brother, the mm-hmm. drummer, Mark Lyerly. Mark Lyerly's brother, Michael, did the artwork on that one. Now, you guys did do a border around his artwork with the name Paul Bearer, but on the new record, he's did the artwork as well. But this time, there's no border. Is that correct? It's just going to be the image that he created and yep. no words or anything like that. Um, tell me about that choice um, over Heartless where you guys decided to put a border around. The amazing the artwork was amazing on both. And then on this one where you're like, you know what, this is just going to stand alone. Yeah, Michael's just like a phenomenal artist in my opinion. Um, and, well, like all of our records, including Heartless, our first and like the the Fear and Fury EP we did, they've all kind of had a border of some sort, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a picture frame or something. Um, and that was just kind of part of our like visual aesthetic, I suppose. So um, initially, we were um, planning on doing a similar thing for this one, but the more like we tried, you know, like, even before. Um, Michael had made the art when Joe and I were like brainstorming kind of what we were looking for in terms of the art and like uh, you know color schemes like we really we really like pinpoint everything before we even contact our artists and stuff so um, you know we had like various color themes or color schemes in mind and border ideas and all this but like Whenever Michael gave us the final artwork, we just kind of had a few ideas about borders, and then someone suggested just, like, what if we just did it, like, full bleed with no border? And I think we all instantly agreed that that's, like, the way to go. There's just something, like, I don't know. It looks like a... the, The idea was to have it be kind of, like, a family photo, you know? The cover is, like, a really bizarre, surreal like family photo. So I don't know. It would make sense to have a border, I guess, but it's just the the image itself is so striking. It just kind of felt like the the border was a little extraneous, just kind of unnecessary. No, I agree. I think that the image is, it's of a mother and it's holding a child and there's, um, you know, like you said, family behind there, but the eye contacts directly with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that it just draws you in. So um, I think that's, to me, I always think about the record store when I walk up to an album cover and I look at something and then I pull it around. And I'm like, who's this? I love that fact, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, yeah, I, that's the way I see things. I know record stores aren't everywhere anymore, but that's <laughs> kind of, uh, I still I still have mine out here. I'm good in Las Vegas, everybody, just so you know. But, yeah, that's kind of how we look at things too. It's like what would, because we like, you know, we still buy like records and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's kind of a, all, our focus on kind of visual presentation has been if i saw this record in a store and i didn't know what it was would it pique my interest and this one i think even maybe maybe even more than our previous ones would like pull my attention for sure just because you can't really tell what kind of music it is by by looking at the cover so i think that's interesting in itself and it doesn't really look like many other like metal records that i can think of no, no, I, I agree with you completely. And you're right. This can be anything. You know, it's one of those things where 
Um, and dude, back in the day, the way I see it is that I would buy this record without even knowing who you guys were based on the cover and then just take a risk at home. I do that. I used to do that all the time on cover art, man, all the time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if people do that anymore, but again, you know, things are, things are different, but anyways, the, uh, the, the art is amazing. I don't know if we can promote anything that Michael's doing is, does he just do art for you guys or is this something that he does? Um, no, he's an artist. Like that's what he does. I think he might teach as well, or he used to. I'm not really sure. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a full time artist as far as I as far as I'm aware. People, if you don't know, make sure you look him up. It's, it's Mark Lyerly. I know. Hopefully, I said it right. Again, I'm very bad. Well, it's, he, he's got a website. It's uh, MichaelLyerlyArt.com. There you go. That's a, that's a good thing to promote because when you guys see the cover of this record, if you haven't yet. It's it's like you said, the word is striking is exactly what it is. So with that, I want everybody out there one more time. Forgotten Days, a new record from Paul Bear. It is coming out October 23rd. Fantastic achievement, once again, by you guys. Four records um, that I think all of them are just an elite, a league of their own in the way I see things, and, and each one a different journey. Um, I want everybody to make sure you're pre-ordering. It's coming out October 23rd. Everybody out there will play a track after the interview. With that, Brett, it's always a pleasure, man, to have you on Metal Sucks Podcast, my friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here.
Sucks Podcast.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you guys heard is off the latest record from Paul Bear, Forgotten Days. Guys, it's coming October 23rd. Make sure you're pre-order. Fantastic record, beautiful cover art, just one you want to own the physical copy of. So the first song you heard is The Quicksand of Existing. The second song, also by Paul Bear, is Rite of Passage. Guys, October 23rd, make sure you pre-order the record. The third song you heard is from none other than Devil Driver. That song, Nesta Vipers, is on their new album, Dealing with Demons 1. It's coming out October 2nd, guys. Make sure you're picking it up. Fantastic record. Make sure you guys are checking out all the stuff they've done on Metal Sucks with Dez. He, he did the uh, Heavy Metal Happy Hour with uh, Whitney Moore. He did some YouTube fan videos, guys. Make sure you're checking out. Just look up Devil Driver on MetalSucks.net. A lot of good stuff, but pre-order that record. It's coming out real soon, guys, October 2nd. And with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews you keep giving us on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are fucking cool. Like you're cool. Like you're nice people, too. I'm going to tell you you're cool so you actually feel cool. Yeah, yeah you're you know, cool. So like, you hear it from someone who is cool. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Because you've just kind of diminished it when you said it that way. <laughs> you guys are like nice people. Yeah, you guys are like really nifty. You guys are just neat. We don't ask for anything. We ask for that. That's we it. ask for that. That's it. That's, that's it. That's how good of people we are. Well, no, no, it's not about us. It's about them. Oh, it's They're listening about and giving us. That's that's two things we're asking let for. It, that's let true. it be about and us. And they a... follow us on social media, which is three things. Three things. Three and things. they listen to our other podcast, Rise to Offend. Which Thank is four you. things. Four Jesus. things. Woodstock, you guys. We're Woodstock. Yeah. That's what we're covering on Rise to Offend. And we want to thank you guys very much also for checking out our documentary podcast, documentary discussion podcast, uh, Rise to Offend, guys. Woodstock Part 1 is out right now. We did Jerry Springer a couple weeks back. We did Odorous Urungus. A month or so ago, guys. Make sure if you haven't checked out Rise to Offend, you guys do that. Woodstock Part 2, we will be recording right after here with uh, the lovely Jocelyn Sharp and the dapper, dapper Brandon. Back your little bud. I hate both of you right now. The, the dapper Brandon Tate. Huh? Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Tate. <laughs> <laughs> Bramden Taint on. That's Bramden, your alter ego. Bramden Taint. When you start acting like an asshole, I'm going to call you Bramden. Just kind of reminds me of like Mantis. Well, Tobacco. you might as well change the name of your phone to Brandon. Because <laughs> every text message will be an asshole text It'll message. Be an asshole text. That's like, not true. Sometimes he just sends me gossip. Bram, Bramden Taint like just re- think, makes me think of like how, how quickly a Mantis Toboggan rolls off the top. I know, and I was just thinking Bramden Taint sounds like a, an O-lineman from the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Drafted number 12 pick overall. Out of Oklahoma. Bramden Taint. Bramden Taint. He sent me a video of a guy farting the other day. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, there was more was, to it. There was so, more to it. He farted. Again, I, it, he misses everything. I know. I it was just was a more. dude farting. It was not. Did what you happened? see him grab his asshole? He shit his pants, and you see it like fucking hit the pants. And there was, you could see this guy. T- <laughs> Why okay, did you send it to him? You should have sent it to me. Well, he he laid on his side, and the guy farts, right? And he puts his, and he put like a, a I got it he right put here. The phone, I about. He put the phone right there to, yeah. get, to get the sound, but there was somebody watching him do it, and then you just saw like the pants. There was like a little. Ruffle and he goes, Oh, and he got up and he shit his pants. Let me see. What is this? Oh, it is poop. <laughs> that's a poo poo. Wow, that's this episode <laughs> that's was just yes. all uh, us. We were all about fecal matter, but yeah, that did not yeah, So, not very right, farm. Right, say no. Whatever. So, and it's, just <laughs> say no to boysenberry beer. <laughs> say no to boysenberry beer. <laughs> Until next week, guys, I won't take the Paxil. Jaws will be on Zoloft. See ya. <laughs> The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.